Well, good morning, and a welcome to this part of the uh, service. <coughs> Just like to make a comment on what I saw this week. On uh, Facebook, there was a picture of uh, Santa Claus on uh, his sled, and the fish were pulling him. I mean, were pulling the sled. So I'd just like to tell you, but the normal thing for fish to do is go down. They've got to go down to swim. So I think Santa Claus won't be coming around this year because he probably drowned it. That's just a story. But I did see the picture. Okay, I'd like to recap uh, what I had for devotions uh, last Sunday. And if we go back to that passage in Titus chapter 2, it says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present evil world. Now, the, the, the verse that I'd like to speak about a little bit, it's not... It's not the, uh, the message, but I'd just like to insert this. Looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. As I was thinking and pondering over this word, looking, it's interesting uh, when you're looking for some company. And it's interesting to uh, see the wives when they are expecting uh, company over or uh, visitors over uh, they're looking for someone and while they're looking they can see the smallest dust or uh, on the on a table or they can see things that are out of place and they the dishes need to be set just right and because they're looking for company they're looking for someone to come they always have that on their mind that we're looking for someone. So my encouragement this morning would be uh, in relation to the ordination and speaking especially to Jake as well as the other three. Uh, one of the things that makes it a lot easier to be a preacher is to be looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And to have that as our goal, you know, to tell people that Jesus is coming again. And it's, it's the preacher's uh, responsibility to, to make people aware of the fact. We, we seem to, at times, forget that we should be looking. Uh, looking for Jesus to return, and he could return any time. So I'd just like to leave that, that with you, uh, ministers especially, as you get up to preach and, and teach or whatever, you know, even in counseling or whatever it is, we should be looking for that glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, having said that, 
I am going to speak about the fact that you are a blessed people. And I'd like to say uh, also that you as a congregation have been a very much of an inspiration to us. You have inspired us many, many times, and we, we appreciate that. I, I was very much uh, inspired by what uh, uh, Autumn said last, I think it was last Sunday, when she confessed her pride that she had, and just the, the humbleness to admit that. You know, when you have pride, or when we have pride, I should say, and aren't willing to confess it, we're, we're not humble at all. Because humble, humbleness and pride cannot live in the same heart. They just, they, they just crash, you know what I'm saying? They, they do not dwell in the same place. So you're either, we're either humble or we can be pride. So having said that, I'd like to, uh, to talk a little bit about how blessed you are. You are a blessed people. Now, I know some people don't, don't think that they're very best, uh, blessed, and they'll say, well, you don't know the kind of week that I had, you know. I don't want to know what kind of week you had. You are still a blessed people. If you know the Lord Jesus, you are blessed. I, I th think there's a lot of people that don't realize or don't receive the fact that they are blessed. You are very blessed. I'd like for that to sink into your heart. You are a very blessed people. And not just because I said that, but because God said that you are blessed. You are blessed. Isaac was blessed. He was so blessed that he sowed seed in the time of a famine going on. And, and the field produced a hundredfold in famine. He was so blessed. So when you think of how blessed you are, God told Abraham, I will bless thee and make you a blessing to all people, all nations, all people. I will make you a blessing that you will bless all these people. And then he told him that thy seed would be that blessing. And the seed that he was talking about, of course, is the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are, if you have Jesus Christ as your Savior this morning, indeed, you are very blessed. Turn to Genesis chapter 12, if you will. <coughs> and I'd like to just read what God told Abraham. We all like the stories of, of uh, Abraham. 
and uh, the things that God told him in verse uh, 1 to 3. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, into, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curses thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Now can you imagine that? God is saying that, and we are part of those people on the earth that are blessed through Abraham and his seed. So I think it's just amazing the more we see how blessed we are, the more blessed we are. And we cannot bless other people unless we ourselves are blessed first of all and receive that blessing and thank God for the blessing. You know, a lot of times people want to be a blessing to their children, but if, they're, if, they, if they aren't blessed, they're not going to bless anyone else. You can't bless your children. You can't bless anyone the Bible says that we should bless our enemies. Now that seems like an impossible task. But if God said that we should do that, then I think it's possible to do that, to bless our enemies. It's just, it, it amazes me again and again how that Isaac was blessed and, and he sowed or planned it in, in the years of famine and received a hundredfold. The Lord has really blessed him. Now, <coughs> Jacob and Esau, they were, they were, uh, well, Esau, he had the blood of his father. Jacob might not have had the same blood as his father had, but he believed in the blessing of his father. And there was a huge difference in, in uh, those people. So why can't we bless our enemies? It's like I said, if we can't bless anyone unless we ourselves are blessed. Like that scripture says, that we can comfort other people with the comfort whereby we ourselves have been comforted by God. So if, if, if we haven't received the comfort of God, then it's hardly possible that we can comfort other people. So how do we recognize our, our uh, blessings? You know, uh, one of the things that I thought about is that... Uh, Children try to uh, please their fathers and, or their parents. And they try to do things that would make their parents happy. But for some reason, some children just can't do the things that really please their, their uh, mother and father. 
just for some reason they don't quite feel like like the parents look upon them as uh, really being a blessing in the family you know there, there's always this thing that is between them that's not it's not the blessing now i've been to different uh, families uh, that have their children reached the age of 13 and they just invited people over and they had a, a big thing going on about blessing their children when they become teenagers. And that's good. It's good when the children see that their parents are pleased with them. But if the children can't see that, it's hard for those children to live in, in a real godly way. It's hard for them to see how that they are blessed if, if the parents don't show their children that they appreciate them, that they are pleased with them. The Bible tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Now, I, I wonder this morning, can we say that God can I say that God is pleased with me? God is pleased with those children that have faith in him. He is pleased. Pleased means that you feel good about something. You're very pleased. You're very excited. It's, it's a very good thing that is happening, and it, it just blesses you. And so God says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Let's turn to Galatians chapter 3. Chapter 3 and verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Brethren, I speak after the manner of man, though it be but a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man disannulleth or addeth thereunto. Now to Abraham and to his seed, and his seed were the promise made. He saith not, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, seed which is Christ. And this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before God in Christ the law, which was 430 years after, cannot disannul that it should, should make the promise of non-effect. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more of promise. But God gave it to Abraham by promise. And through this uh, Abraham now, <coughs> we have received the blessing. So I would say that you are a very blessed people this morning. I would say that most of the people in here are Christians. And the children are being taught to, to uh, live right and and to believe in God and in Christ. And that's something that's it's, it's just an inspiration to, to us that there are people that really want to be under the blessing that God has for his children. 
I am blessed as Abraham was. It, we are blessed people, should not be avoiding us. We are, we are a blessed people, and people should not be avoiding us, you know? We are so blessed that people should be looking for us. Sometimes when people walk through town and, and, and they are uh, maybe very religious people, some people will see them and they'll dodge into a store so they don't have to meet you or something like that. We don't want that to happen. We want people to be looking for us because we, are, we bless people. We're a blessing to be around. It's a blessing to be at your house because you are blessed of the Lord. That's why it's so interesting and inspirational to be there. You are an inspiration. There's a song that goes, you are an inspiration to me. And I, I love that song. It's a, it's a, uh, not a hillbilly song, but it's a, it's a bluegrass. I, I don't, never liked bluegrass that much, but I, I still, I like that song. And I, I play it in the, truck over and over. I was coming through uh, Chicago on Friday. I went up to uh, east of uh, Madison and I went, I went one way. I took 39 up and I got there. It took me a little longer because it was farther going that route. So I figured, well, on the way home, I'll, I'll take 94 on down through Chicago. And that, that was the wrong thing to do. But uh, Oh, it took a long, long time to go get through Chicago on Friday evening. So if, if you have anything planned, don't expect me to come if it's, if it's uh, on a Friday evening because you never know when you're going to get through there. But one thing that it does, it, it can bless you because you can bless people and there are hundreds of vehicles on the road and you just crawl along like a turtle, you know, it's, it's unreal, all the cars and, and things. That, and I have to wonder, how many people here in this bunch of cars are really on their way to heaven, are really ready to go, ready to die? And some people think, I don't know for sure what I think about that, but some people think that the rapture is going to come and then the Christians are going to getting out of their cars and it's just going to be chaos on the road, you know, with the vehicles. Uh, that might be, I'm not saying that it won't be, but I'll tell you, it, it'll be chaos, all right, if the Christians leave. And I would guess that there'd be some Christians in there, in, in Chicago, when that would happen. <coughs> so, we are blessed with uh, faithful Abraham. And uh, Acts, let's turn to Acts 3.22. I'd like to read that. It's a lot to say here, but I don't know if I'm going to get everything said that I'd like to. Acts 3 and verse uh, 22. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me, 
Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Yea, and all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, or saying unto you and me, and in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Unto you first, God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from his iniquity. Now look at the blessing of being free of sin, from the guilt of sin, just being a child of God, a child of the king. It's such a blessing. Now when people, re when people have this blessing, there's a lot of things that are going to be a big change in their life. One of the changes that happen uh, and, and things that are going to take place is that husband and wife are going to get along better. You know, sometimes husband and wife, uh, the husband, he's got a lot of pressure and has tense moments and things, and then he comes home and he does not say the nicest things to his wife. And she may get hurt because of what the husband has said. But when you get this blessing, that's all going to change. You'll be coming home, and instead of saying maybe some unkind words, you'll begin to bless your wife. Woo! Now I'm preaching good. The ladies should really appreciate that, that the husband come home and blesses you instead of, well, why didn't this happen today? Why did you do this? Why didn't you do that? Instead, you bless them. Oh, things are going to be different from here on out, you know. That's, that's good preaching when the ladies think so, at least. But the wife, the wife does the same thing to the husband. She speaks blessings instead of, why didn't you stop and get some groceries that I told you to get? Well, I forgot, you know. So she says, well, that's fine. We can get it some other time. You know, just, it's just those little things, you know, that really can, can foster some feelings. We don't think about it at the time, but they're there. Blessings, being blessed by God will take care of those things. Isn't that amazing How the bless, what the blessing of God does in our life? Makes everything go a lot better. Without the blessing of God in my life, I would be in all kinds of sin. All kinds of sin. And sometime I'd be very ashamed of those sins that I have committed. That's when the blessing isn't there, then those things happen. And you might as well face up to sometime If you want to go to heaven... You're going to have to confess those sins to get right with God.
Some people will say, well, uh, faith just doesn't work for me. I've tried that faith, and it just doesn't work. Faith works for everybody. Anybody that wants to have faith, it'll work for you. Faith works for everyone. It's, it's just like the person that says, well, I've tried that breathing, and it just doesn't work. Well, stop breathing once. See what happens. You'd better breathe if you want to live. So faith will work for everyone. Anyone that wants to have faith, they can have faith and it'll work. Now the Bible says about some people that it didn't profit them anything. Why? Because it wasn't mixed with faith. And James comes along and he says that faith without works is dead. Let me give you an illustration. If I would tell you this morning that this building is on fire, I can see faith. The people that really, by faith, believe me, get out of here. Other people will come up and say, well, preacher, I just don't agree with you. And argue for a while. But you stand there and argue for a while. You can do that. I'm leaving. If you don't go, you're going to smell like smoke pretty soon. Simple as that. But I can see faith in most people when they get out of this building when I tell them that the building is on fire. And I would not want to tell you that if it weren't true. I'm, I'm not going to tell you the building is on fire if it's not on fire. I'm just using that as an illustration. Faith works for anybody, everybody. Faith changes things, the way you talk, the way you walk. Now, faith comes by what? Some people think that if I read the Bible a lot, a faith comes by reading the Bible. Well, it doesn't. Faith doesn't come by reading the Bible. Wisdom and understanding comes from reading the Bible, but faith does not come from reading the Bible. Well, then how does it come? The Bible says that faith comes by hearing. Well, yeah, someone comes along and says that, yeah, I have heard this. No, it doesn't say that faith comes by having heard the word. Faith comes by hearing the word. So that's why we come to church. We hear the word of God preached, proclaimed, Sunday school, and everything. And we, we are really inspired to trust God more, believe in God. It's, it's just a wonderful thing. Faith cometh by hearing the word of God. That's what the Bible says in Romans 10, 17. So, the Bible gives us an account of a man that had some buddies. And these buddies saw this man was kind of sick. And so his buddies came and they, they took him to church. When they got to church, the church was filled with people they couldn't get in. So these people went up on the roof. They cut a hole in the roof of the church. And pretty soon, this man was let down through the hole right in front of Jesus. These four men 
that carried him there, his buddies, they knew that they, they, if they could just get him to Jesus, he would be healed. But how to get him there was a problem. So they went up on the roof and made a hole. Now, as soon as the hole was made and all the things fell down on, on the floor, I suppose, or I can just see the, the deacons uh, running around and talking together, who's going to pay for this? Or you get some of the other people and say, what a mess they're making up here. They're ruining the church house. But Jesus just smiled and said, thy sins are forgiven you. I would say that he had some real buddies that helped him. Faith without works is dead. That's what James said. So we should really be able to see your faith. The just shall live by faith. Faith speaks to things. <laughs> Some people say, well, I'm not going to speak to anything dead, you know. I, I, I'm just not going to do that. But you, I see it all the time. No, I shouldn't say that. I see it sometimes. You know, people speak to something dead when their washer stops working. They'll go and talk to that washer and cuss it out. They're talking to the washer. Or you see people out on the road with a flat tire, and the person will go up to it and kick the tire and cuss at the, the car. They're talking to a dead thing. But when it comes to talking to some real faith and, and, and talking to something that is like a mountain in people's lives, they say, well, we can't do that. But... Faith speaks to a mountain. A mountain is speaking about problems that people have in their lives. Speak to it. By faith, speak to the mountain, and the mountain is going to be removed. That's what Jesus said. That's what he said that we should do. And so many people are afraid to speak to dead things. But they're a real problem in people's lives. And you're supposed to speak. You speak, you can speak all other kinds of things. Speak to the problem. Tell it to leave in the name of Jesus. Go. And the Bible says that it shall be picked up and cast into the sea. A mountain. I really think he was talking about a person's problems that he had. I, I have never had a need for a mountain, literal mountain, to be removed. And most of the time they have tunnels through them or something. You can go through them that way. But I think he's speaking about your problem or my problem. Speak to it. Tell it to leave. The reason you don't is because you don't have faith. You think, well, it's not going to happen anyhow. I just have to live through this thing. Live it out. No, speak to it. Romans 4.17 says that he quickens the dead, giving glory to God. 
Philemon says in verse 6, the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in Jesus Christ the Lord. Faith. Well, you don't know how bad I was this week. I don't know. I want to know how bad you were. You are blessed. You are blessed this morning. I want you to know that. You're a new creation. You're a child of God. You are a joint heir with Jesus Christ. You are from above and not from beneath. You are the head and not the tail. God is going to bless you coming in and bless you going out. Every step that you take is going to be a blessing. You are blessed. Let's hear an amen from that. Amen. That is so true. You are blessed. You are the seed of Abraham. Well, The time keeps on going, and so I'm going to bring it to a close. So I trust that uh, this morning God has been blessing you by hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. That's why it's important for parents to read aloud the Bible to their children. Even in your devotional time, read it aloud. Because you can just remember it a lot better if you read it aloud, the scriptures aloud, than you can in just thinking, quietly, reading. You say, well, I don't want to wake every, everybody up. Well, that's all right. Wake them up. They need to hear the word of God. Wake them up. They can go back to sleep afterwards. If you don't get too blessed anyhow. You get so blessed that you won't want to go back to bed. All right, this is, may the Lord bless you in, in being blessed. Let's bow for prayer. Our Father in heaven, this morning, I want to thank you for these lovely people that have come out this morning to hear thy word, to study thy word together, and to become a blessing Thank you, Father, for everyone in here that wants to be a blessing. And we know that we need the seed that was promised to Abraham when he was not speaking about his blood seed, but the seed which was Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you that you have put faith in our hearts and that faith works for everyone. And so, Lord, this morning... I would pray that you might just continue to make these people a blessing here in this county, in this uh, state of Indiana, or wherever we go, that we would be a blessing. We're going to have a blessed Christmas. It's not a merry Christmas where people make a lot of merry and a big ado, but it's a blessed Christmas where we remember the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for such a gift. Thank you for remembering us in our sins, and you came to remove them as far as the east is from the west, and you will remember them no more. So we thank you for that. Bless this congregation is my prayer this morning.
In Jesus' name I pray, amen.